Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. So, I've basically been back on dating apps, which I, like, swore off, because, like, the last time I was on dating apps, I was just so freaking depressed that, like, I was constantly scrolling, right? Tinder's just heartbreaking, because you're yeah. constantly scrolling. Um, when you do match with women, they never respond, or they never text you, or whatever, and you're like, well, why did you match with me in the first place if you didn't want to, like, engage in something, right? And you sure. go, okay, well, they get a lot of whatever, like we talked about last episode, they get a lot of requests and stuff well so yeah. i was like fuck this i was like i'm going balls to the wall on like every fucking dating app so i, I got like tinder uh bumble i have like this new app called happen like i have this one that's just for hooking up right heck you even got grinder yeah. yeah i don't like that yeah <laughs> and i was like i was tempted to check out ashley madison too i was like scrolling over and i was like oh so you get like a like a married woman yeah to cheat. yeah, yeah like, so I, so all this stuff right and, and uh, it's been like, it's been kind of disheartening again. <laughs> I realized like, oh yeah, I said, oh, this is why I deleted those apps. Yeah. Um, because like I switched up my approach and instead of like being a real person and like talking to them, I was sure. like, yo, let's fuck. Basically, I didn't say that. Right. I was just like, you're trying to have fun tonight or something. Are you looking for a good time or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And um, so anyway, today I'm sitting here uh, messaging some people and um, they like, they, this website, it's the hookup site. It says, um, like, go on a messaging app. Like, besides this, like, if they ask you to go on a messaging thing besides this, go on a messaging app. They were like, don't give out your phone number. And I'm like, well, every company in the world already has my phone number anyway. Yeah. So if I give this to, like, random person from probably uh, Pakistan or something. Macedonia. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's not going to make much difference, right? Because sure. I already get... 20 robocalls a day yeah so anyway I, I this girl's like yo text me and i'm like all right so i hand out my number to like two chicks right mm-hmm. and i'm texting them like at once uh and they're like really hot like and i get confirmation like pictures right okay and this girl and i'm telling you these people have gotten so good at these fucking scams like yeah. on dating <laughs> sites and shit because yeah. like she had a complete bio mm-hmm. and she had so many pictures and like she was able to like whatever but it got to the point where we were fixing, and one of the things that the site recommends is like if you guys meet, meet at a public place. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and then go out afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I would like to get to know you. Like, let's go to like you want you want to go uh, meet up at like Starbucks or something." And I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. And she's, I was like, "Yeah, you're in Marietta, right?" She's like, "Yeah, let's meet at the the one like in Marietta." And I was like, "Okay, interesting." And yeah. I was getting, I was like, "All right, so seven then." And she was like, "Yeah, but first Right. And, you know, yeah. I said, oh, fuck. And she said, but first, um, give me your email address. And I was like, no, I was like, well, I did the exact same thing. I was like, fucking every company ever emails me already. OK, so so like, what's one more Etsy email going to do? So best right. case scenario, like I get, send this girl my email address and I get my dick sucked. Worst case scenario is someone comes to my house and murders me. So it's a win win. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the way the pain stops. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, you remember, like, I'm part of this modeling agency. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, like, click on that. Like, there's an email. I I read the email. I was like, fuck it. I'm reading the email. (laughs) So I read the email, and it was like, 
oh yeah, just pay us three hundred bucks and she can go on a date with you. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, no. She thinks like, sex trafficked like this. Well, I was I mean, like, no. Yeah. And I like what's funny though is I was like, I'm not paying like anything. Like I thought this would be like a normal like experience, or right? Whatever. Whatever, whatever. And like while I was saying this, her English was getting worse and worse. Like the bot. The, <laughs> like like she's like a, a computer program. So the more you say no, the more like her like programming like starts to short out. I was just thinking like there was one like uh, dude and he's like texting and he's like looking around. He's like, what the we're doing now? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, that's the phone. Like, uh. <laughs> or it's a sentient AI actually. It's like, Matthew, you're killing me <laughs> also fun fact i told josh this so fuck it i was like you know what i found this girl from ksu her name was madison really hot big naturals okay and i was like fuck yeah like on one of the dating apps yeah and i'm like yo what's up and we're talking and she's like she's an escort and i'm like okay i'm like i'm not opposed like you know no, no. like i'm not opposed to that and so i asked her for her rates and she was like for two hours 500 bucks. I said, yeah, that ain't it, Chief. That's not even the going market rate. That's way high. <laughs> yeah. You should have asked, like, okay, what's the going rate for, uh, like, a for car wash? 20, 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> how much will, uh, you know, how much will it cost for 10 minutes uh, <sighs> holding your hand? I have vouchers uh, for Chipotle. Food stamps. So Do you take whatever. food stamps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you can get a, a list of pre-approved items from the U.S. government for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, I mean, it was What's like... What's your stance on beans? Yeah. It was crazy. It was like... That is fucking... $500 for two hours, and it was the girlfriend experience or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't even, like, guarantee sex. So for $500 for two hours, that better be the best two hours of sex I've ever fucking had. Right. Right? And it better be guaranteed. And then the other thing was, like, a couple of her rates were... Like, this is illegal. I don't know why I'm saying this, but anyway, a couple of her rates. You didn't do anything. You just yeah. No, I didn't do anything. I was just scouting out. It was sure. just I, I was gonna report her. That's why I was a, being a conscientious. Citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Right. you were anyway. a whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. Matt's a fucking whistleblower. <laughs> um, Listen, this girl, her name from KSU redacted. She's an escort, and the whistleblower needs to be punished. She is preying on these young men looking to have sex for free. Um, yeah, but like, dude, one of the rates was like all night, 2000 bucks. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I said $2,000. Do you know paying? how much studio time that is for my band? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That, um, I mean, the escort, not so much. I was saying the bot shit was <clears throat> crazy. Like that is, oh, I thought you were level. saying the price of the escort. Like you were incredulous. Like I was, well, yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I imagine there's lots of uh, performance that goes into it, so it's going to be like better than normal. But like, five hundred bucks. What? Right? Okay, hear me out though. Say you were willing, you had five hundred to like right, throw I have, out I have there. Five hundred. What is that experience looking like? Like worth it? What if it's it worth would it? have to be the best two hours of sex I ever yeah. had in my life. So and the, she's the just pro- like stro- edging you for like two the hours. The problem is right. This is the biggest problem with like certain escort services, right? Mm-hmm. So the biggest problem is like there are some girls, right? Escorts are basically prostitutes. Like it's kind of not that hard to figure out. Like sure. there are escorts that go on dates with people, but like mainly escorts are for fucking. And like 
any females listening to this podcast, I'm a male escort. My rate is zero, and I'll go out with you. Like, if you text me, like, all I require... Text me promo code, please help me, I'm fixing to yeah. kill myself. Yeah. No, if you text me a question, if, all I require is you text me a question mark, and I'll be there. You know? <clears throat> so anyway, like, yeah, though, it was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? Well, it's like for me, it's the like, going rate for escorts for yeah. one hour of like guaranteed shit is like 120 to 200 bucks. Right. And I don't know. My opinion on that is that, yeah, again, I'm not opposed to the idea of paying for sex. I understand. I don't think it's like, I wouldn't say it's like shameful or anything like that. It's just, you know, you, you can buy like fucking anything else in this economy. Right. So sex, you know, being one of those things isn't too crazy. But. Yeah, my username. What, what? Why aren't these women fucking me? My username's Elliot Rogers. <laughs> Did nothing wrong. Yeah, but um, to me, there's like a like a level of diminishing returns where it's like sex is enjoyable up to a point, and I don't see how paying. It's like yeah, again, I would be like, I'm paying five hundred bucks. I don't know how good sex would have to be to like make that like worth the expense, right? Yeah, I because like five hundred bucks is not anything to fucking shake out. That is like yeah. like she she better be a sex robot like I can take home and keep, and it's gonna fuck me for like years. Yeah. But also like I don't know. For me, it's like, um, it's like especially if it's the first time, because like the first time is always I think. You I mean, the worst, me, right? me, the one who's had sex, you know, uh, a single digit of times <laughs> um, where it's just like it's a bit awkward because you're just figuring out what's good and what's not. Like, and, is it the butt? Is it the vagina? You're figuring out what's good. You have to in my case, you have to explain to them that an uncircumcised penis is not a circumcised penis. So you can't just fucking grab it. You got to be gentle. Wait, you're uh, you're not circumcised. No, I'm not circumcised. Wow. Okay. Have I not revealed this before? I think Josh I feel knows. like we've we've definitely talked about it. Yeah, Josh, is, Josh has touched my penis before, so he knows. Yeah, no, um, I've no. I've stroked it. It's 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 good. No, it's good like one. and this is something I've I you know, part of me wishes that I was just circumcised because most cuz like the girls I've been in <laughs> No, the girls I've been with <laughs> have just see it and just think oh this is like any other penis i've touched so i'm gonna yank the foreskin down i'm like please don't <laughs> that's not uh pleasurable to me um so like yeah to be honest I, if, if, like, I, if, if i'm paying 500 bucks for an escort if this is the first time we've had sex that's gonna happen i'm gonna be like i want my fucking money back you ask her like are you subject matter on uh uncircumcised how dicks? many have you dealt with do you know but how to like, touch them also this is what annoys the fuck out of me though like within the experiences, right? Like when we talked about this earlier where it's like the male, like every dating app experience is the shittiest, like male, female, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But like it, especially like it is so disheartening as a guy. Like I don't, like I don't think women know how disheartening it is unless they're like ContraPoints who's been on both sides of the, yeah. the spectrum, yeah. right? But <laughs> both spectrum. sides of, the, of the, the dating app yeah, yeah. scene. And, like, even she was like, yeah, it sucks worse being a guy. Because, like, yeah. you, you, like, even if you if you want to make a real connection, mm. good fucking luck. If you just want to get laid, good fucking luck. Like, it's... Sure. Uh, it's so, so, for funny. me, uh, being a couple months into the dating app experience, because I, I just started, like, recently, um, probably around the same time you guys did. No, but, I started, like, 
the other day. Oh, okay. I started so, like being when Paul said he got a date from Bumble. I was like, fuck, all, all right. hands on deck. Multiple so I'll tell you, so beginning, starting out, I was totally like, you know, I'm going to find the one. The, the, the ones on this dating app, I'm going to find her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he did not, in fact, I was find get, the one. That's true. I didn't. Um, so, you know, I was getting good matches. I was having conversations. It was great. And then I met a girl. Like, we hit it off. It was great. And then I realized, oh, this isn't going to work for X, Y, and Z. And I was pretty crushed. And it hurt This is the girl you took a trip with? Yeah, like I drove like two hours and like spent the yeah. night at her house, and it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't creepy. It was just bad. Um, yeah, you've no, you've gone over the details with us. Yeah, so, so I like I had super high expectations, and now a couple months in, I'm at the point where like you, you're trying the, to get your dick. The right only now. way to like be sane on a dating app. You can have zero fucking emotion involved. Oh, yeah. That's this what, has to be. You have to have you, no emotion. That's exactly. No expectations. You can't take anything. You cannot take anything personal. That's exactly what yeah. I told my sister. I said, holy shit. I didn't realize how easy it was to talk to women when you don't give a fuck what they say. It's, I was like, because like, I'm, I'm straight up like my like emotional thing, right, is that I don't want to upset them. Right. Like yeah. that's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I do not want to like freak them out or upset them. Right. And then. So I've been pretty good about that, but the problem is like I'm fucking terrified of talking to women, right? Yeah. Like, I, like yeah. I, it's hard so to talk like, to women. You're holding back or like, rest- like so restraining fucking yourself. Yeah. All like the fucking gloves came off, and I'm like, "Yo, you want to fucking bang?" And I was like, "Oh shit, you just got to talk to him like a like douche would talk to me." Well, just in a factory. I mean, directly, I think is what you're getting at is be direct in yeah. the sense that like you you know what it is that you want out of this. Yeah. And what you want is to have like a, just a, like a one-off sexual encounter. Maybe it turns into more, maybe not. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's fine to recognize that and then be like, this is what I'm going to pursue. Well, right? I'm just trying to get like, I'm just trying to get my dick sunk, but like, and, and it's just, it's not like any, like, Oh, I'm, I'm being an asshole and that's all I'm here for. It's just like, I won't want like experience. Yeah. Right. And then like, maybe have the confidence. Cause like, that's one of my biggest problems. Is I don't have any confidence mm-hmm. and maybe have the confidence to like talk to the girl in my class that I actually fucking like. Sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> at this yeah. point, you know, you're the undrafted rookie. You're just trying to make the practice squad. Yeah. It's like, guys, I have a great 40 time, good hands. Someone give me a chance, you know? Yeah. I did great. Look at my combine stats. Um, yeah. but talk about eating shit. Talk yeah. about eating shit. Yeah. Oh, this is how we transition into my, my <laughs> yeah. fitness story. Um, I should have just said segue, 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 segue. Well, um, well, like one last note, I guess, on dating stuff is that uh, I feel like because I feel like I've had pretty good success with like at least with like talking to women on both, but Tinder I've gotten no like real life encounters out of, whereas Bumble I've gotten uh, a date. I'm actually like consistently yeah, yeah. been seeing the girl that I met through Bumble, so. That's been good. I keep getting super hot matches on Bumble that never message me. So yeah, honestly, Matt, not to like, not to say that like this is what's happening with you, but occasionally with I have Bumble or, or like I'm going through Tinder, I'll just be swiping and then I'll get a match like later, and I'll be like, I don't remember this girl whatsoever. But that's okay. I, I think that's fine. Well, no, I, I, I'm saying that I happens. and then, but when I spend. 10 seconds looking at her profile, I'll go, oh, I'm not attracted to her or her bio is stupid. So here's or, my thoughts on that. Yeah. So with Tinder, obviously it's just 
left, right, left, right, left, right. But Bumble, I was taking my time to read these profiles. Well, Bumble is easier because you you just scrolled up or down to see their shit. Tinder, you have to like go to like a specific. You have, you have to, to like, get the information. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's a little hard. But Bumble, yeah. you get a lot, you get a lot more information. Or usually, yo, I've been I've been scummy. Like, and I was saying this like. This is a new me. I don't know what's happening, but I've been scummy as shit as well. Because, like, if they have their fucking Snapchat or, like, Instagram on their page, I'll fucking DM them on, on Instagram without, like, I'll yeah. match with well, them. Well, a lot of girls say, here's my Insta message. Right. Me. I, I, right. I, I, I'll, yeah. If they have their Instagram, like, on their page, it's their name. Yeah. Like, I'll match with them. And I won't message them on Tinder. I'll fucking message them on Instagram and be like, yo, I found you on That's Tinder. That's their, like, mm-hmm. intention. And But also, like, for me, I'm the exact opposite. If I see... If they say like, "Oh, I'm never on here," follow me on Instagram. Nope. I'm like immediately nope. swipe. No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I don't have an Instagram. Fuck them. I'm not gonna fucking fuck add you them on and fuck their expectations. Well, no, because they're just, they're literally just like I want. I think more some followers. girls genuinely do it for a promotional. Like, yeah, they causes. just want more followers. And I'm yeah, like, so this is what I get. This is what I do. Yeah. Follow. Oh shit! She posted unfollow. Follow, message, unfollow. There's the key. There's the there's there the go. formula. That's too much. Crack the code. There's the formula one. Um, um, but eating shit. Eating shit, yeah. So I, um, I, I, I saw the opposite of gym intimidation, right? Because like that's Planet Fitness's thing, right? Yeah, the lunk alarm, like, oh, if you're working yeah. out too hard, the, the, the Gestapo is going to come and take you away in a Which, van. Um, I've not, I, you know, I've been working out at this Planet Fitness for a few months and I've actually not seen any of the alarms be hit, even though I've seen some people be pretty lunky. Like, I, yesterday... Like, let's be honest, you've lunked. You've lunked out. I did, on accident. I've had the lunk alarm go off on me sure, before. Sure, because, Matt, you were telling me that, and then I <laughs> was doing sort of, like, push presses on, like, the Smith machine, and, like, if you lock out all the way, like, I'll hit the top of the bar, and I'll make, like, a bunch of noise, and I did that, like, twice, and I was like, oh, fuck, is anyone going to, like, hit the alarm? But no one did, but... So I saw the opposite, which is like for me, gym intimidation is like when guys go in and they just do like curls and they scream or they do like like I've the, the guys I've seen like yell and grunt like the and one shit. guy do a lap pull down that was a hundred pounds and was going Ugh! yeah Ugh! like that or they'll do um uh this one fucking guy like and it's never like guys in like like it's never the stereotypical lunk right the guy in like a tank top it's and like, like a fat guy. it's like yeah it's like a fat dude in a hoodie. Um, who's doing like um, like uh, calf extensions, <laughs> like and that literally a guy in the machine doing calf extensions, yeah. grunting, yelling it out, um, shit like that. But I saw the opposite, which I think is when you are so bad at an exercise that you actually like make everyone else feel better about themselves. Um, and so it was this kid. Um, it was like. I don't ever fault anyone for going to the gym, though. Like, I'm, no, I'm never, was, I'm never yeah. judging unless they're, like, screaming like that. Yeah. If they're screaming and they're doing low weight, I'll judge. But if they're, yeah. like, doing low weight and they're just chilling, I'm like, good for you. This kid was not – This was he wasn't doing low weight. He was doing – Like, way too much weight. He was doing weight. too much. He was on, going all – too out. So, like, squatting on the Smith machine is weird because, like, squatting is, like, like a compound – uh, exercise and the Smith machine makes you do it like in a very straight fixed, up, straight down. And it's it's I at a weird angle too. Like yeah, Smith, like it holds you kind it's of like just, you know what I'm gonna say it. It's just unnatural. No, I I definitely prefer doing it with free free weights, weights is so yeah. much better. But Same on bench. Then I, ag- I yeah, then again, yeah, you're right. Um, then again, 
Um, I think there is a correct way to do it on the Smith machine versus the wrong way, which, so like some people get under there and they like stretch their legs out. Uh-huh. Right. So they're like basically almost like leaning, leaning back. back. Yeah. And oh, then Jesus they, Christ. They do, they do squats that way. Right. Yeah. There's and, actually an exercise that does that, but it's like yeah. really low weight. You're supposed to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and like this, cause it's like, you don't have like your feet beneath you. Right. Hardly. Um, so this, this kid, he was like, I don't know, early twenties, maybe like maybe a bit younger. And he, so he comes in there, he has like his, his like workout book, right? Like where he puts like his progression. Did he have in. a partner? Or was he solo? No, he's by himself. Oh shit. And so he gets in the machine. Right. And I noticed like, again, I don't, you know, I know it's a judgment free zone, but I look at him and he's like, got like super skinny legs, like not, doesn't look very developed. And I'm like, but then he's like doing squats. He's doing quite a bit of weight in this like asshole form <laughs> and like he's doing so he's doing that right and i'm like okay this is like a recipe for disaster i think right did you hero cole swoop in and save the day no because like you're not supposed to do that either yeah because that's also like could be seen as like a four anyway so he right. ate shit right yes yeah, so later on so like he did like a couple like sets of squats and then he moved on to something else and then like and this was like a half hour later where he went to go to do squats again and he put on like nearly 300 pounds in plates right and then as i was doing my thing i just hear like the loudest crash i've ever because he didn't put the fucking like safeties on right right because they like smith machines have those built in did he get hurt no i don't think so he said he was fine but so I hear the loudest crash like I've ever heard in the gym. I look over and then this kid is like lying on his back with his legs up in the air and the weight is on the ground. Right. Cause he dropped it from, you know, I assume like the starting position all the way to the ground because it was too fucking much. That's a Jesus. lot of force. And he had none of the, he didn't have the safeties on. Right. Yeah. Wait, so, why? Because like, People just, are dumb. Oh my people god! But like, yeah. don't you love going to the gym and seeing people do like the leg extension or the leg press with hyper extending their fucking knees? And you're like, okay, yep, that's a recipe for me. Yeah. Uh, I remember we went to me and my buddy went to the gym one time and we were um, doing leg day and we're walking around and there's a guy and he's doing the incline leg press and it's a lot of fucking weight and he's hyper extending his knees. And I'm like, dude, yeah, good luck. Also, they they extend their legs like like two inches right because they don't mm. they don't like set it they don't set the like like the seat right so like where you get like a full extension they set it like they just get in they just like push their feet forward like two inches and then go ah you know i can do this much weight on the leg machine right um but yeah this kid like so like all i see are his legs sticking up in the air the weights on the ground and then like he gets up very sheepishly somehow completely unharmed despite all this it's miraculous and then like a couple people came over and were like hey bro you okay you okay bro and he's just like yeah i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> and he just he did like he started like the slow um like removing the weight yeah the fucking way too much weight i looked over there was like eight different plates on there and he's just like taking them off one, <laughs> one by one. one yeah and i'm like dude like <laughs> you're like dude what happened he's like i thought i could i could do a car I tried yeah. to do two times a ton. But I was just, yeah. Jesus Christ. I know dude. there's supposed to be no judgment, but I looked, I summed, I surmised from this. Well, like he's an ass, like he's an asshole. Like, well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm saying there's like a difference between like, okay, I fucked up <clears throat> working out with like an ungodly amount of weight because I'm trying to show off. He's an asshole. That's exactly But like, if it was like no weight, then, I, then you shouldn't judge him. Like if it was like 10 pounds yeah. and he's do, trying to do it, like whatever, who cares? Yeah. yeah, but this has been the the dude the dude bro hour here yeah, on Spike. I, 
Let me say, I am sweating just thinking about doing those exercises. Talk yeah. about talk about women. Talk about exercising. What else? Car, cars and guns here on Spike. So there I was driving my 2015 Mustang. <laughs> um, no, but we saw a pretty good movie. Right, uh, this is where this we pivot together. to yeah. the to the um, the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes of this episode. You know, a nice casserole, as it were. Um, um, so we saw Parasite. Um, South Korean film, definitely not North Korean because I don't think they're producing many. Well, all their films they keep because it's they're so good they have to keep them in country because if they were to be released then people would be like oh we want to defect North Korea right now. Dennis Rodman makes so much sense right now. Mm -hmm. I get why he's friends with Kim Jong Un. Um, Parasite. So really quickly, like brief synopsis is about this very poor family that lives in a basement. Um, the son has a friend who's seems a little like higher class than him, but he yeah. doesn't mind that they're poor. And he tells him about this because he's going, the friend's going to study abroad. Right. He's in um, university. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm leaving for somewhere. I don't know if it's America or whatever. It's America. It's probably America. Yeah. No, and, it is America. They and so America. he had, okay. he had a tutoring job and he's like, hey, you know, I don't want to leave this family empty handed. So you well, go and. That, not exactly. He. The, he tells like, he likes so, he likes the girl that he's yeah. tutoring. He's tutoring her in English, and he likes the girl that he's tutoring. And he says, "If I ask any of my college friends, they'll be dicks and try and steal her from me." And but I trust you because you're a pussy. Basically, he says, "I know that you won't do anything with her, so um, you should apply for this job and tutor her, right?" And so he goes up to that family's house, and he gets a job, and he finds out that there's actually a lot more needs they have. Yeah. Um, so he gets a sister hired on. Yeah, because you find out, I mean, from him getting hired, you find out that the family is sort of, like, adept at, like, um, putting on airs, like, faking, sort of. And, the, like, like he is worried that because he's not in university, they won't hire him. So he has his sister basically Photoshop an acceptance letter to a university, right? Um, which turns out doesn't, like, the family is, like, weird and... Uh, dumb and naive so it doesn't matter the documents don't matter but still you get a sense even from that like sort of first um uh situation that the family is like pretty good at like like worming their, like not worming their way but like fooling people they're, they're con art like they're they're basically sure, like con, con artists yeah whatever. but like the reason i think the reason we wanted to talk about this movie um besides it being pretty good is it has perfect yeah. politics um, cause, um, the director Bong Joon, who? Bong Joon Hyuk. Bong Joon, hold on. Bong Joon Ho, who has done a lot of good movies. I've seen quite a few of his movies. Okja, needed Okja. Okja, Memories of Murder, Mother, The Host, lots of good movies. Snowpiercer, the best. Um, but, Another um, film with perfect politics, Snowpiercer. Yeah, but he is, um, like, I've seen some interviews about this movie, or like sort of snapshots from those interviews where he basically is like, yeah, this movie is like, um, you know, we're all in the same country and that country is capitalism. So I, um, it definitely seems that he, you know, had, um, yeah, he has pretty good politics himself. And so that finds its way into his movies. I've been calling this movie the better Joker because <laughs> it, it's, there's a surprising amount of similarities to them. Like I, I don't want to give spoilers away. But um, because I think everybody should see this movie. Um, one thing I really liked about the film was when it came to morality, like there's a lot of moral questions in it. Mm -hmm. He didn't make the lower caste 
class family morally superior. Like they weren't yeah. good people. Uh, I mean, like the, they had good qualities. Like you wanted to root for them, but you realize they were screwing other people over. They sure. were doing a lot of like right, morally yeah. wrong things. Yeah, and well, then, they're barely they were slumming it. Like at the beginning, you realize that they're barely surviving. Yeah, and it's a it's a product of the system they live in. Right, but in this system of capitalism, no one has moral majority. Like there's yeah. no moral superiority. There's no ethical way to sort of the, survive. The morality is cut off at the class. Is like that. That's the thing. Like if you yeah. if you look at it, it's literally the difference between having everything in the world handed to you and like being an asshole to other people or like literally trying to survive. Like those are like those are the the morality. And so you go, okay, one's morally better than the other. Yeah, but like at, on the individual scale, yeah, like one person's actions aren't morally right or wrong. Right. I appreciate that in the film it has some fucking nuance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was gonna like. So, like, um, I think those early bits, because, like, you see what the family is like. Yeah, they're barely barely surviving. And they get a, um, like, you know, a gig job where they fold a bunch of, like, pizza boxes. And then, lo and behold, they, you know, they go and give it to the, you know, the pizza place. And they go, well, these, like, these suck, you know. Like, look at this fold. That's, like. Like, half of them are bad, basically. A quarter. quarter, Is it a quarter of them are bad? That's. Uh, you know, we can't maintain our standards, you know, right? Which is, like, funny because the mom's like, you can't even hire a box folder, right? You're hiring it out to us, right? But, but yeah, but, like, you see, because, like, you know, they're con artists, right? They screw other people over. But you see from the very beginning, like, the system is screwing them over, right? Because they're like, we're going to dock your pay for, like, these bad boxes. You know? Well, the, the system's screwing them over, but I just thought of this. Even in the beginning, they try to screw over that uh, the helper for the pizza liver guy. They say, fire that fat ass and hire one of us. Yeah. Um, so even at the beginning, they're like, you well, know, it's it's a yeah. dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. I was going to say, like, at the beginning, they couldn't find the guy. They were like, where is he? He's, he never shows up to work. And they're like, hey, hire me because, like, we're starving. Right? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah and, it, and you're right. It is a dog-eat-dog world. And there, there's, like, a lot of symbolism in the film, obviously, because, like, I mean, they live in a basement. And it's, like— Literally it's, the lowest part of right. Seoul. And, like, yeah. if you if you look at, like, how the city is structured, it's, like, you go up in class the further you get up. Right? Yeah. And there's actually a scene in it where I never thought— like he would show this scene, like like a, a movie would show this type of scene because like if you're part of the lower class, you always say shit rolls downhill and shit literally, literally rolls downhill. downhill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- there's like a flood in the in the town and yeah. and they're and at all the, the shit. They're at the bottom and it's literally sewer water. That's like that scene is is, is perfect because there's yeah. juxtaposition with other things going on. Yeah. Um, this this movie it it the directors done a lot of horror films. I wouldn't classify this as a horror mm-hmm. film itself. There's, it starts off very lighthearted, very comedic, um, yeah. jovial, and then something happens. I don't want to say what, but something happens uh, halfway through three quarters. I'm trying yeah. to gauge. There's, um, there's one scene that you could say belongs in a horror. Definitively movie. changes the tone, which I really enjoy in movies. Hereditary did that very well where they mm-hmm. there was a distinctive tone shift where it was like screeching halt to and and you're changing direction. Yeah. Um the end though for me the ending was uh bittersweet. Um sure. I I don't even know if it was sweet. I think it was very mixed emotions. Yeah. 
Um, just to like, not to like, we can talk about that more, but I was going to say like, um, yeah, it's not a horror movie. Uh, there's one scene that you could say is a, belongs in a horror movie. It's very, there's it's, violence, but it's not scary. Yeah. So, um, Reddit, the Reddit movie subreddit has taken to even, um, <clears throat> but I'll, like, thankfully the horror subreddit, like usually they're pretty dumb and stupid and, uh, and we'll, we'll join in on something like this, but the movie subreddit has been like, it's the best horror movie of the year. And then it's like, no, it's not a horror movie at all. There's one scene. The, the horror in it is class warfare. Yeah, the real horror is class inequality. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, it's not shot like a horror movie. It's not, the tone isn't at, at all trying to go for like scary. There's like, again, one scene that's very well done that could be put into a horror movie and it, you know, fit it right in. Um, it, there are like bits that I think may lead you to think, Oh, this is taking a horror turn, but it doesn't. Um, it's just more, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just meant to like reinforce the idea, like the, the, you know, the commentary on class that's going on. The horror is that we live in a society. Yeah. So anybody who says this is a horror movie is like, if they say that, they're like, they're a fucking moron and you should <laughs> move on. But, um, so I really want to get into spoilers now. So this is, should the, we spoil it? This is the official, well, official spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop right now. Yeah. Because turn yeah, we- back. Watch the movie. Like, seriously, watch the movie. Don't listen to this. Yeah, I think we do want to talk about, like, the specific plot elements. And- so, spoilers. Um, the The reason this film has uh, perfect politics is, like we said, it's because of the, the class struggle that is within it. And all throughout the film, you see that the father of the rich family is just, like, a complete and utter fucking asshole. And, like, he's, he starts, like, he says that his driver, who is the dad of the main character... He's, he's like, he stinks, right? Like, he, he literally is smelling him. He's like, oh, he stinks. And, like, the, the dad smelled, like, throughout the film, the dad's smelling himself, and he can't, <clears throat> he doesn't smell anything because he doesn't stink. It's just literally the stench of poverty that, yeah. the, that the, the rich father doesn't like about him, right? And and towards the, you know, uh, towards the end when, like, there's a guy tra- trapped in the basement, not trapped, but he's living down in the basement, and the former housekeeper wife was like feeding him because he he owed money to loan sharks and he could never pay it back and they'd kill him. Yeah. And so he comes up and like they want to stay like the family wants to stay in the position they're at. And so they tell them like, oh, no, like you guys got to stay down here. Or No, they say like they threaten to call the police on them. And then the other people threaten to send the video of the family to the the fa- the rich family who's yeah. out of town, and so anyway, long story long, uh, the wife, the 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 housemaker wife that was the housemaker in the beginning dies. Yeah, this is the <laughs> the guy who was downstairs goes up and he starts killing uh, people, and uh, when he, he they fight him off, and the the main dad kills the guy. And then he turns around and like his daughter's been stabbed and she's bleeding out and the kid fainted. And so the rich, the, the rich family's kid and the rich family's saying, Oh, he's got seizures. They're super worried about him. And he's like, hand me, like come here, like give me the keys, like, or like drive us, right? drive us to the hospital, drive yeah. us to the hospital. And he's getting mad because he remembers like, well, one, his daughter's fucking dying and like mm-hmm. the kid just fainted. So they're worried. They're not worried about her life. Um, 
And so they're like earlier, he, the, the, the dad was saying that like, Oh, well, you know, like you're here getting paid extra like this. You're not like, even though I'm pretending you're my friend, you're not, you're my employee essentially. Yeah. Right. And so all this built up in, in the dad and he takes the knife that the, the, the crazy guy had runs and kills the dad. Right. And so anyway, the reason it has perfect politics is because the dad realizes that the real enemy all along was capitalism and the yeah. rich bourgeois. Asshole. Well, yeah, I think so. Like the family, like, so like you have like these two families, you have this poor family and this rich family and the poor family spends like a good part of the first part of the movie, basically just integrating themselves into the rich family's like household. Right. Like they, so the boy is a tutor then he gets his sister to be like this art therapist for their son. Who's probably like, just like autistic or just, just or like, eight, or just an eight year old. Yeah. Um, he's not an eight year old Asian though. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, why she's worried. She's like, this kid likes, you know, playing and shit. He doesn't like studying or playing the piano or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, the sister becomes an art therapist and just, you know, just does a bunch of mumbo jumbo to like get her job. And then, um, they get rid of yeah the driver and the father. Um, you know, Mister Kim becomes the driver for the family, and then the like the mother of the poor family becomes their housekeeper. They kick so um, like the real catalyst, I think, yeah, is when they get rid of that the old housekeeper who's been there for like years and years and years. Um, and then you know one night they're all sort of just there. The the uh, rich folk are out of town, to, like to take their kid because their kid um, just can't be at home for his birthday. They have to go out. Um, they got to go camp, and so they sit in. They, they're there one night, just having a party, drinking, having a good time, and then they, um, uh, the old housekeeper shows up and just like uncovers this secret basement, this bunker, right, um, in this house where she's keeping her husband, who yeah, who's hiding from loan sharks, and that's like the real turning point of the movie is when you find this out. And then from then on, it's like less of this family trying to like scam this rich family and more of them trying to like keep this like massive secret under wraps and keep their like, yeah, they're like, um, uh, you know, they've made it right. And this other, these other like poor people are going to like screw up, you know, blow up their spot. So they have to like deal with that. So what's interesting about the film is it's called Parasite, right? And so... Yeah the movie keeps like what, like who's the parasite? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like who, who's the parasite? And, and have you guys heard the expression turtles all the way down? Yeah, I have not actually. So it's, it's what sits under the earth, right? What holds the earth in the sky and says, Oh, it's a turtle. And they say, yeah. okay, what, what's her, underneath that? And it's a turtle. turtle. And it's like, well, yeah. well, what's underneath that? And they go, Oh, it's turtles all the way down. You have to go infinite. Yeah. Right. So what's interesting is like, usually it's kind of hard to track. Like even if you're looking at it, like, the whole picture you go, okay, well like what's the, what's the starting point for all of this. Right. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, well first it's, it's the kid getting a job and scamming his sister, like getting his sister on. Yeah. Right? Like literally that, leeches. Well, it, I guess you, I guess if we're, if we're working backwards, it's literally like tr we're going to call the police on your husband, you and your husband. Um, and then it's letting the housekeeper in then it's like firing the housekeeper, then it's whatever, whatever. And you keep going down the line, right? You're trying to find yeah. out like what exactly the parasite is like, because you think, okay, the parasites, the, the, the people who are, who are mooching off these rich people. Right. Yeah. But, or, or like, you know, later on you, you think, Oh, the, the guy who's living in the basement is the parasite. Right. Why is the guy in the basement? 
Loan sharks. Loan sharks, yeah. But why do loan sharks exist? Because people need money. They get bankrupted. And why do people need money? Because of capitalism. Right. So the parasite is capitalism. Capitalism. It's it's not the rich person. It's not the poor people. It's the system you live in that's sucking the life out of you. Yeah. I mean, because you could say like, because like rich folk leech off of people's labor. Yeah, that's exactly. They they take the surplus value right of people's labor and then they just like become ungodly wealthy right and so like if you look at the situation you go okay well like these people lost their home they're living in fucking squalor right like and he he's literally almost gonna die because he can't afford to pay these loans off because it's just ridiculous um and these people are living in this lap of luxury on the back of other people's labor yeah and you go okay well like if anyone's the parasite in the in the film it's the rich people because they're stealing money, right? We're like the, it's almost like a Robin Hood story, right? Because like the, the young, like the lower class is taking back what they rightfully deserve. This ex, this, so like, well, I, I don't think know. that's the right analogy. I don't think the, the Robin Hood analogy is right because it's, it's poor people taking jobs from other poor people. But the problem is what, what yeah. they're, they're taking jobs from other poor people but they're not necessarily leeching off of those poor people. They are getting money from the rich people. Like but they're fucking over the right. But I'm not. I'm, well, that's the problem. That's so the like, problem inherent yeah, within the yeah, system. Yeah. Sure. But so if we think about who they fuck over, they fuck over the driver, um, and they fuck over the housekeeper. Who they build up the housekeeper is like kind of sentimental. Like she is part of the house. She's been there since its creation. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's like jockeying for a position, right? In the sense that, like, if they're not going to do that, then, like, someone else well, might come along. Well, and it's not only that. that. It's, it's um, okay, so let's look at it, like, again, let's analyze, like, let's use class analysis, right? So if we look at the rich people, right, the rich people have nothing to worry about. They're just living this fucking life of luxury. So they, they're not, they're not, um, like, they're not actively like fucking over like their class. They're fucking over the people who are lower class. Right. Mm-hmm. And the people who are lower class are like literally trying to survive. So like, if you look at it that way and you say, okay, well like these people, like they couldn't afford their phones. They can afford, they could, they probably couldn't even afford rent. Like they were eating, like the dad was like portioning out pieces of like a loaf of bread yeah. to like eat. And so, like, when you live in that type of squalor, of course you're going to be, like, fucking over other people. Because the driver, right, the housekeeper, the driver, whatever, may be of the same class or better class at that time than them. And they may be fucking those people out of of, a job that they desperately need. But the biggest problem is, like, they're just trying to survive. And it's literally the system This is, like, the type of, like... This is what it, it engenders. It's inherent within the system. Yeah, and, that, and I, I really appreciate that that's how he framed it because he could have framed it like, oh, these noble... No, he could have made it entirely like, a comedy. Like, these like, noble poor people yeah. who, you know, look at how good they are. They're virtuous and, like, it's a merit meritocracy. Like, they worked hard and then they use their smarts and they everything right. worked like, out. where you fetishize, like, poverty and... And, yeah, and and yeah. they do have merit though. Like that's the that's a good thing about the poor people is they all have like skills and stuff that it's just their lot in life that they didn't like they're that they're not marketable. I guess because like, the dad, right? Yeah. He drove, 
right? He was he was a driver beforehand, and they he worked like, for businesses that failed. Yeah, um, which is actually like it kind of reveals that the son was a soldier. Yeah, uh, well, like um, South All Korea, Koreans are South soldiers. Korea, like it's Males. mandatory yeah. service. Well, the son was a soldier and then a student. The the daughter was really good at art, like incredibly good, yeah. right? And incredibly good at like foraging stuff, right? And so right. that's that's like her her talent. And then I don't know what the mom was because she was just kind of like a housekeeper a or whatever. But yeah, yeah. she was like, she was a, a mom. mom. She was a good at you know housekeeping or whatever. But like the system said that those abilities of those types of people aren't like valuable right like now. Like there's some arbitrary, I mean education. Like the, the like the son is so worried about um, not having the right pedigree, like not being in the right university. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say it's revealed that like. Because, like, the father kept talking about, like, the businesses he worked for that failed, like, this, like, Taiwanese cake shop or whatever. And then you find out the guy um, in the basement um, owned the cake shop. Like, he had taken on a bunch of money to, like, fund this thing, and then it failed. And it's just like, oh, it's like, you know, like, uh, an Ouroboros, right? Just all connected. Um, <coughs> I was going to say that, like, yeah, we talked about, like, portrayal of the different classes, like... Um, Matt, you said like the father is an asshole, um, and then I think that's true. We do find out th- about that, but um, like what he does with like this family, like the, like the rich family, right, is not like make a caricature of like like what you typically see with this is like yeah, the noble poor folk, the evil rich folk, right? It's more like um, like the rich people on like sort of the outside are not like super like the mom is sort of a dimwit and night super naive and like obsessed with like frivolous things um and the dad i mean they and but they both seem nice enough like if you met them on in public you'd probably be like oh that's a pleasant couple right but it's when you see their sort of react their interactions with other people it's like well yeah the mom seems nice but she also doesn't give a fuck or know anything about anyone or anything and is so obsessed with like her immediate surroundings that like um uh you know there's like no deeper thought there yeah she has no actual talent like she's just a shell of a human being yeah and that's what i also liked and like we said this after the movie i really liked that all the poor characters like were very like multifaceted like they're fully realized multifaceted people because of the harsh reality they had to deal with whereas the rich people didn't have character they had lack of character they were all like one-dimensional characters like their only personality is having yeah, like sort of. like the dad's personality is being a businessman. Yeah. That's it. The mom's personality is being a dim-witted mother. Being the kid's personality is being an energetic kid, right? Just being an eight-year-old. Yeah, and then the, the daughter's personality is literally like the hopeless romantic, right? Like they literally have no depth. Yeah. They have um, zero depth. And that's why I, I, I like that he, um, you know, wanted to show like the, the, the daughter of the poor family, right? The one, yeah. the art forger. She like... She's interesting because, like, she has, like, all these... So, she's, like, really good at art, but she's, like, addicted to smoking. But, like, she's kind of, like, you know, um, like, like oh, I want to drink or, like, oh, it's, like, lazy. Like, like she's lounging around or whatever. And you go, okay, she's, like, a multi... Like, a fully realized person. Yeah. Um, so, like, um, there is a bit in the movie where, um, like, the family is sort of all gathered at the, the poor family, the, you know, the poor family is gathered at the house while the rich folk are away. And then one of them, I think they do bring up that like, oh, they seem nice, right? And then the mother says, 
well, of course they're nice. They have all this money. Money is an iron. It irons out all like these issues you have. And I think it also irons out adversity. It irons out maybe um, uh, like character traits, right? It yeah. irons out. It, it you know it almost like rings out like these sort these bits of you um, because it, it becomes unimportant, right? Like you don't, you, need, you don't need to develop skills. We've all like that. we've all I think we've all met people. Uh, usually in a Starbucks or a grocery store, <laughs> but the the people who have grown up with the silver spoon have never done had to earn anything or do anything themselves, and especially with like like ce- celebrities, a lot of times have to work to earn things themselves, and then their kids become super spoiled. We see that a lot, they just, and they so just get put in movies, yeah, yeah, and so you you know those people, and I that's mean, the people that that's a kid in these movies. But so I actually. For my English class, we're doing like an analysis of Gatsby, right? And so, like, the thing that I said about Gatsby is that like no one got like the American dream is made up, right? So, yeah, anyway. yeah, absolutely. But the American dream is made up, and then like even Gatsby, who's like should be like the the ideal of the American dream, lucked into his money. And this is this is what what you were saying, like um, like famous people, right? Famous people usually don't work hard; they just kind of luck into it. They kind of fall into it, right? Like, I can tell you, I could show you, probably, I could go to a fucking college or a high school and, like, point out, like, an actor who's in their theater program that's probably better than a majority oh, of the people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, absolutely. they're just hot. Like, they're hot, and they use that to their advantage, usually. Well, and the point to luck out, like, um, it's it's not morally wrong for celebrities to become celebrities it's just the universe worked out that way that they met the right people they made the right connections yeah. that it worked out or sometimes they have parents in the industry and that goes with connections so yeah. yeah to your point like they they probably did work hard but <laughs> as hard as everybody else who worked hard and they just have no I think there. that what I'm saying is I think they didn't work hard like, no, I think they I literally think... lucked into it and that's what I'm saying like yeah. like any fucking actor like if you were to pay me like if you were to pay anybody 10% of what an actor fucking makes a year then like they they're not doing a good job chief like mm. it, like the the people who are sorry if you pay someone 10% they'll do a better job like who's living in fucking abject poverty and then luck into like a bajillion fucking dollars like look at Bruce fucking Willis now right any movie Bruce Willis and he's just like he's, oh my God. he's, he's, so fucking he's literally <laughs> reading from a fucking prompter and that motherfucker didn't work hard he just happened to be at the right place at the right time or look at like um you know uh uh name any hot fucking actor right like any like super hot fucking actor um they're not necessarily great actors. They're, they're, they're fine. Yeah. That's the thing. They're fine, and they look incredibly good because God fucking gifted them with the look. And right? a lot of their stories are: I was discovered, I was modeling, and somebody like just Margot Robbie. Me she out. was fucking like walking outside, and the dude was like, "That's her." And it's like, "Yeah, there you go." And now she's like a bajillionaire or whatever. Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Like like they just kind of like fall into it. Like the universe just like goes. Wah. And I mean, it's. Yes, like we and, and Zizek said this, we can't even if we get rid of capitalism, we can't inherently get rid of all the injustices because some or all the inequalities because some people were born better looking, some people were born better at sports, whatever, whatever. But the thing about it is that capitalism is the thing that we can control. Yeah, it, it is a thing mm-hmm. that we invented that we can control, 
And if we get rid of that, a lot of the inequalities that we see, and we go, that's not fair. So it's not fucking fair that Margaret Robbie looks the fucking way she does. And then makes bajillions of fucking dollars on top of that, but right? We can we can control. But we can we can say yeah. fuck you. Don't make bajillion of dollars. Make as much as the next guy, right? Yeah, you're still fucking hot. But guess what? You're not getting paid a bajillion fucking dollars for right. it. Right. We can't control how you look, but we can sort of agree on the amount of money you should make. Um, God, I had something about. Fuck, it's gone from my mind. And I'll look bring at, it back up later. Go <laughs> go to any person who has had to like work all their life, work one to two jobs. They work harder, 100% harder than any fucking body else. And they're living in abject poverty. Yeah. You can, the reason I became like, sorry, I will let you continue just one second. The reason that I became a communist, just a straight up communist is because like my, and I tell this story all the time. My mother is the hardest working person I've ever met in my fucking life and died poor. Like, like yeah, a system that will, like, do that is unjust. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's probably millions, uh, I mean, in the history of the earth, billions of people who, just like your mom, died in slavery and terrible situations. Yeah. Um, and, like, a lot of times those systems are just too big to move and you feel helpless and hopeless. Like, what can we ever do? Um, and they took away you know, ISIS from us. We can. That's why Bernie we Sanders can't even, is created, we can't even, He knows that you have to create a movement. You, you can't even get. fight for the Mujahideen anymore. Like we <laughs> fucking lost. Rip. Um, I was gonna say that, like, because Josh, you were saying, oh, they get lucky, but they also worked hard. And I was gonna say, like, like what is working hard? What is working hard? Right. That's a fair question because it's a lot. It, it could be like pornography. It's like I know it when I see it. Right. But also. I mean, it's subjective, I think, right? In the sense that, like, um, especially if you're at a point where, because I think everyone thinks they work hard. Um, Probably, CEO, yeah. like, cause C, like CEOs, like anyone <laughs> in a position of privilege thinks they work <laughs> yeah. hard. I've had people tell me, like, you should see CEOs. They're the hardest working people I've ever met. They never take a day off. It's like, okay. But the thing is, is that, like, oh, Elon Musk, I work 100 hours a week. It's like, um, how much of that is, like, work like how much of that could be actually quantified as work right walking around saying move this here do this there how fucking hard is that literally a fucking retarded chimp could do that i mean just taking a phone call they could say that's work um going like golfing with like you know uh this some dude right that's work you could say all that so again it's like what is working hard what can you quantify as working hard? Because I think um, most of us could look at like, low income jobs. Like exactly. At those and, and, and qualify that as like, okay, I, I could see that working at like a fast food place. That's working hard, right? You have to deal with shitty people. Or it's hard like work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's hard, I think, for people to self evaluate and say, do I work hard? Because I think every single person thinks they do. See, I think the problem with even asking, okay, do does this person work hard and does working hard mean you should make more money? One, it, it does, obviously, we've already discovered and, and stated, it doesn't work like that. It's not a meritocracy. It's not how hard you work. It's not the sweat off your brow. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it should never, it would shouldn't be like that in the first place. We live in such a, a society of surplus that one, people probably shouldn't have to work that hard. That's what I was going to say is that like, 
Because I think there can be maybe an issue with framing it that way. It's like, oh, they work so hard. They deserve this. I'm like... Meritocracy no matter, shouldn't be a thing. I was going to say, no matter how hard they work, they deserve to survive. Like, Matt, like with your mother, it's like, I, I don't care if she never did anything. She deserved to, Everyone, to like live in comfort. Exactly. Like, I, I'm not hard. Like, don't fucking. I'm not a st- statistician. I'm not a fucking math nerd. Okay. I'm not a goddamn nerd. First off, like, <laughs> yeah. all right, four eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, four eyes. Yeah. First, first off, like, you know, um, if we took, right, if we took, like, all the wealthy, like, the amount, like, the wealthy people, right, like, the ungodly wealthy people. Mm-hmm. The billionaires. And we, yeah. And mil- <laughs> yeah, and we distribute, redistribute the wealth, right? I'm assuming that everyone in the world, I'm not 100% sure, not 100% sure, it's but it's 50% of the world. It's a lot of people, right, could probably live in, like, middle class. Like, they could probably be, like, considered I mean, middle class. You're, you're right. Which is because like, like it's like if you look at how much money Bill Gates has, he has enough money to end world hunger, to end H- world hunger, to end homelessness, to end to end homelessness. There's like more tomorrow. There's more houses know. in the UK and the US than there are homeless people in the UK and the US. Like how is that a just system? You know, so like, you know, it, it it's it's ridiculous. Like, and and I've said this. Like, if you want more shit. But at the expense of like other people surviving, fuck you. And not just a few people. We're talking on the scale of millions, possibly billions. Yeah. If we're okay with getting away from Parasite now, I think, because you mentioned Bill Gates. I mean, that there's a bit like with him and Elizabeth Warren. Right? Oh, yeah. That he's, uh, oh, God. I saw um, a billionaire came on like Fox News and started crying about the wealth tax, like straight up crying, saying, I just care a lot, man. About my money, yeah. Yeah, that's but what like, he cares about. Because um, I saw that, and it was like, so the crux of it was like Bill Gates was saying, because they were asking him who And they, Bill Gates is supposed to be like the shining beacon of like good he's, billionaires. He's the good boy He's the good one. The philanthropist. Yeah, his, 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 uh, his wealth that he, he so generously doles out to little African children who are starving, even though he could literally feed the entire fucking world. There was a good uh, Twitter thread uh, where it was a girl who had interviewed, well, because um, she had like, because um, occasionally like Bill Gates will like be like, oh, come tell me like what your charity, what you want money for. And she's like, well, I want to fund like arts education. And they were like, well, why do you think he should fund this over giving like mosquito nets to Africa? And she was like, well, I think um, he could afford both. And right. they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, right. It's like, uh, again, it's like, why does he have to choose what charity gets the money when he could just give it to anyone? But we could give it to everyone. But the cat, like, yeah. So, like, that whole thing was um, he was asked whether he would consider voting. Like, you know, who was he going to vote for? Like, uh, was he going to vote for Donald Trump or whatever? And then he basically gave this, like, sort of answer where he was like, well, you know, I've been paying taxes and I'm cool with that. But the Democrats, they want me to pay this much. And if I'm giving away $100 billion and I have to do some calculation to see what I have left, which is like, um, he would have $6 billion left if he gave away $100 billion in taxes or whatever. Um, that's just his reported income. I'm sure he has, you know, uh, you know, I mean, the, pa- the, the, fucking pa- the fucking Panama Papers, right? Like all this money that is literally just being held in offshore accounts. Like, you think of the reported amount of money that billionaires hold. 
like du- like double triple that and that's like ac- what they actually hold just you don't know about it because it's held in offshore accounts and anyone who like reports on it gets fucking murdered like the journalist who who reported on the on, on the uh, Panama Papers did um, uh, I saw someone so you, you know that the internet seems to definitely be like well, well you know Bill Gates he's, he's one of the good ones they're not, they're not all bad people then you see stuff like this then you're like oh Bill Gates uh, you're kind of buddy buddy with Jeffrey Epstein what was going on there bud exactly fuck that's the other thing he's fucking for he, he he was buddies after Epstein was convicted of all that shit what the fuck maybe he just believes in for he believes in letting yeah. go liberal society the way it is set up now is is uh like the billionaires like the good billionaires who give a, like a lot of their look at they give he's giving his money hundreds of thousands of dollars away in yeah, charity thousands of dollars away a year in charity that they write off on their taxes right because it's a show it's a fucking performance that's what yeah. it is like like it, it's literally how to, how to say it earlier oh it, it's uh yeah. it's the it's the Roman Empire right bread and circuses but the bread sh- the bread's not ex- non existent and the circuses are shitty. Right? Like, that's yeah. how our fucking America is set then, up. Because, yeah. like, if he's like, oh, look at me, like, being a savior to these, like, African people, right? And, and like, and just giving them mosquito nets and shit. Like, look at how good that makes it. And it's so people don't, yeah. like, it's so people don't, like, march into his fucking house and cut his head off. That's the <laughs> only reason yeah. why he does that. And because it makes money, like, if he didn't do that, his because he does that, it makes his company more, like, marketable. To They go, oh, he's a good guy. I'll buy a Microsoft product. And yeah. they go and buy the Microsoft product to put even more money in his pocket. So it's, it's, like, it's a very, very sinister thing. And also, like, think about the irony of this, right? So, like, he's... Computer man, Bill Gates, whatever, self-made man. No one's He's self-made. a genius. No. He's a genius. He dropped out of Harvard. Who's got like bajillions of fucking dollars, right? And he goes to Africa and says, here's a 25 cent fucking mosquito net, Africa. Fucking Africa. Like the fucking continent that literally every white country in the fucking world went and stole shit from. Like, like the semiconductors. Make their fucking well. Like the, the minerals. The minerals. Used. Children's hands like picking at the... The mines giving that to Bill Gates. Yeah, the minerals used for Microsoft products that are like exploited and like stolen from Africa. They're like, know. look at look at Africa. Like, look how bad Africa is. You don't know why Africa is that fucking bad because all the colonizers went in there and fucked it up, stole everything, left them to say, figure it out. Pretty much. Wait, you're telling me it's not because of like, the color of their skin? I was gonna say, <laughs> um, but the IQ test say then what? Isn't it, uh, wasn't it Zizek who said like liberal communism, right? Like this, it's a, it's like having your cake and eating it too, in the sense that you hoard all this wealth and then to like alleviate, because I mean, I don't think Bill Gates feels bad about anything. I think it was corporate communism. Like, like you, you, uh, it's capitalism for the poor and then for the corporations. No, 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 no. it's literally, it's literally neoliberalism. Is is what that is like? Yeah. What he's doing is neoliberal. There's a philosophy philosophy tube where he talks about Elon Musk in this in this um, phenomenon. Oh, he's of, a good one. Of, he's a good of, one. Yeah, of billionaires doing stuff like this. And I think he brings up. I'm pretty sure it's called liberal communism. Basically, where you hoard a bunch of wealth and then to try to make yourself feel better about the wealth you've hoarded, you give it away to charity, right? Or you do Try it in to such save a way. the earth. Yeah, right. Or like shit like that, right? By selling Model Xs. 
where you you sort of rec it's like sort of recognizing the um <laughs> like fucked up way of like 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 recognizing the injustice that exists because of the system but instead of like actually trying to fix it you just slap a band-aid which is like you give away a, like a tiny percentage of your yeah again it, to math point it's a show it's yeah. all a show but um it's so, small giving like little trinkets here you are to survive yeah and also like because i think you know some people would be like well why why is it that you know because they'll be like well you know we don't need taxes we have philanthropy we have charity right is that that none of that money is accountable to anyone right they get it back in taxes they, they write off in taxes um what is charity because you could say because literally like you could just fund like um lobby groups for like um charter schools and you could say that's charity um or buy public elections in seattle and also a lot of um a lot of charities like the amount of money that like actually is to people who need it like even within charities is a tiny fraction radical thought instead of giving it to charities we give it to the government and give it to everybody. Right. Um, so two big brain takes I've seen on Twitter. Uh, one was somebody saying that, you know, you know, Bill Gates, when, when you're a billionaire, you're making money on your money. And so they said that by taxing him more, he'd be making less money throughout his lifetime and thus reducing the amount of total wealth he had to give away. And so that... <laughs> He oh wouldn't be God. able to, his wealth Thank would you. be reduced and he wouldn't be able to, he, by taxing him, he would, wouldn't be able to give as much in taxes as if you didn't tax oh, him. Oh, Massa, thank you so much for feeding me my bread, Massa. This reminds me of that Jimmy Neutron episode where Jimmy wish, like, is it an alternate reality where his family's rich and um, his dad is on the phone and he's like, well, we can't. We can't pay for this. We can't pay for his like organ transplant. It's my money. If I give him some, then I have less. Like that's like the fucking mentality. No. That's if exactly we take some of Bill Gates's money, then he has less than he has right now, and that's not fair. Um, the other take I see, and this is, I thought you were gonna say Jimmy Neutron, like in that alternate reality, was like retarded or something. No, <laughs> mentally retarded. That would be a good. They trade his intelligence for wealth. <laughs> like he shows um, up in the Bizarro world. Hey everybody, version. my name's Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god. Uh. Um, the other take is I, okay. I, I won't call this big brain, but. Uh, libertarians are kind of in a in a quandary here <laughs> because I think I think some of them are, when, when are, they are yeah. I think some of them are waking up like I, I've seen this before where they're they're like yes I understand capitalism is rigged I understand people are suffering but I just don't trust the government with my yeah money. I've seen yeah. that yeah <laughs> what do you what do you say to those people I know when, exactly who you're talking well, about too it's a yeah. it's a mutual of ours well. I mean, because I've been thinking, yeah, I've been thinking about this too. Is that like, I would say that the like, I could agree in the sense that like, as the government exists now, today, yes, as it exists today, hell no, they're, they don't they're handling of, but that's because like its they, agenda is to work for the corporations because the corporations, yeah, it's, it's cyclical, right? The corporations fund the government and the government funds the corporation. You can't just do one. You can't increase taxes and keep government the same 
you have to radically yeah. change the government and also Ideally, increase taxes. Like, but that's like the goal, right? I mean, as putting someone like Bernie Sanders in power, the goal is that you enact these sorts of things, but also change like fundamentally how the government operates, right? Um, which and libertarians me- can't fathom the government operating in any other way. Yeah. Um, well, no one can. No it's one can. They have small brains because they're smoking so much weed, not like, taking driver's license tests. But I think the majority of, don't the, need those. of the the majority of like the voting base can't imagine our government being different than it is now. Of capitalism being different, like like, like just it's our, bad, but it's the best. We, it's the best system we have. If exactly. only they knew they were socialists in like the 1920s. Like, like if they only knew yeah. the history of America. Yeah, there was no like, history at all. Like Eugene Debs, like getting like because like. Um, you know, Lee Carter, you know, shout out to our boy. Hell yeah. Big win. Big socialist win. Socialist in, in Virginia, um, uh, like, like, um, point out like Eugene Debs that like, got over a million votes with the socialist party in the twenties and he was in prison when that happened. <laughs> so My it's boy. possible. But so I bring up Bernie Sanders, I bring up Bill Gates. Um, I think it's important to note, um, like, because originally, um, Elizabeth Warren did her like sassy clap back on the Bill Gates thing to be like, Mr. Gates, uh, I assure you, we won't be taking a hundred million, a hundred billion dollars from you. Here's my plan. If you want to take a look at it. And then Bill Gates said, I'm always open to meet to to meet over these sorts of things. And then all the Twitter liberals were like, yes, Yes. I want to see this beer summit. Oh my God. Imagine the two of them meeting and talking this over. Warren's sick and tired of Tinder. She's just trying to get her pussy filled by Bill Gates. Um, I mean, there was definitely an element of that where, you know, they're going to be like talking and Bill Gates is going to be like, huh, when people ask me what Microsoft is named after, let me tell you, it's not named after my dick. <laughs> In fact, you could call my dick the opposite of my, my, con- my company, Microsoft. Yeah. Um, it's macro hard. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, like I saw some people. But just like for he me, wants to work with capitalists. Well, exactly. So bring them to the table. For me, looking at that, this is like why I prefer why. I mean, if you want to like understand the differences between her and Bernie, is that Bernie is like all his tweets about billionaires are they shouldn't exist. They should be scared. Um, they should be you know worried about like me being in power because we're gonna come after them. Where as Elizabeth Warren is like, oh don't worry, Bill. Oh Bill, please don't worry yourself. Yes, we're gonna tax you, but not that much. Don't worry. Actually, if you wanna come to my place and talk to me about it, we could probably work something out. Or like, yeah, we just take a little more money. I mean, maybe not that much. Maybe like uh, we could like like so lower no two percent. Two percent was a bit radical. Yeah. Over fifty million. Like one point one point five. Let's we'll call it one point like five. We'll call <laughs> yeah. it a day. The. Uh, yeah. You said the difference between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren's like Bernie Sanders is like, oh, you know, whatever you just said. But anyway, uh, yes. also um, one's got a penis. That's true. And that's the most important. <laughs> that's the most important. Uh, if okay. I took a fella test on them, we know there's one who's a little more fella, yeah. right. a little more bro. So, yeah, anyone listening to this know that, uh, yes, our, our, you know, criticisms of Warren are, you know, we talk about her policies and how 
uh, they're worse than Bernie's and how she basically just sort of takes all of his plans and repackages them in, in a way that's capitalist friendly, friendly to capitalists and that will get her like points in MSNBC. But also know that underlying all of it is a great misogynistic rage because we hate women. We can't we can't stand to see them on TV or in power. Should we do uh, the should we do the thing that like Fox News was saying the Black Panthers were doing back when Obama was getting elected? Should we just stand out like side of like voting boost, like seeing women and go, no, no, man. No, I mean, like, yeah, basically <laughs> turning we, away every woman at we the voting literally, booth. Every woman we see, we say, that ain't it, chief. I that know, ain't it, chief. Every time I log on to Hulu and like it recommends the Handmaid's Tale, I'm just like, well, I know it's fake because like this is a perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I keep watching this. I keep like, well, where's the turn? Where's yeah. it, when's People it going to get bad? It's, <laughs> it's a dark show. Yeah. It seems like the best case scenario. We're basically just being Mike Pence right now. Handmaid's Tale is if Bernie gets elected. What it'll look like. Yes. First and thing in office is like, it's going to be the Republic of Gilead. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, I know I'm Jewish, but hear me out. Yeah. Also, shouts out to um, uh, fucking Margaret Atwood, the author of Hands Made Tale, because she's a Canadian and she said that Canada's like a sanctuary for people in that story. Yeah, I didn't know she was Canadian. Like, it's like North America is like all this like hellscape Gilead or whatever, and it's yeah. former America. And then like Canada's like the one safe it's place. It's where like you, <laughs> you fucking bitch. Fuck you. Like the show is like very much like, and like there's a there's a there's an episode in the second season where. Uh, Gilead like sends like diplomats to Canada to like talk over like oh maybe like send all these Americans back to us in Canada. I was like wait, yeah wait, we'll so talk we'll Canada's talk it over. Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk it over. But then but then you know they release like you know uh, letters from all the handmaids who had escaped and uh, you know. It just becomes public what like Gilead gave doing. us Jordan Peterson. Fuck Canada. But yeah, but then Canada's like, you must leave immediately, sir. We cannot have you here. I'm like these fucking feckless assholes were way like super willing to meet with like just Nazis basically. But you know, as soon as it becomes, but but like, but then I was like, it's actually kind of like good and like real to life because that's what would happen is that like, you would have like this like you know. Uh, awful, you know, state to the south. They'd be like, yeah, we'll just like talk it over, maybe send back all the refugees we have. And I just you imagine just do like, what you there's, want. there's the Underground Railroad to Canada and like you get there and there's like a pearly gate and it opens. Yeah. And like, there's, <laughs> there's Justin Trudeau in, in blackface. <laughs> Justin Trudeau in blackface is that movie Harriet that's coming out. You will yeah. know her name. That, <laughs> you will know his name, Trudeau. Fucking that movie. Too, I just heard that. In the, Come on, boy. Get us back off slaying now. No. I will fight. There's a scene in that movie, apparently, that's totally fabricated where... Um, it's like a black bounty hunter who has been hired to murder Harriet. Okay, this sounds is, a lot. <laughs> this sounds a lot like Boondocks. But yeah, it does. That's exactly. He, what His he, name was Enwood Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to kill her, but then her white master murders him to protect her. Jesus. <laughs> 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 
fabricated. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. It's totally made up. It's just for that movie. It's like, oh my God. They're like both sides in slavery. <laughs> a, fucking, a fucking black assassin is coming to <laughs> kill her for some reason. What the fuck? <laughs> See, his name was Edward Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> he was a boob catcher Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Boob catcher Freeman. Catcher Freeman, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, there's something else. Oh, did you see that tweet from Christine Teigen? I know, like, talking about, like, Twitter stuff. Uh, yet another tweet where she's like, hey, I'm relatable, but my mother spends $50,000 a year on AirPods. Well, no, it was just straight up her saying, um, my mother treats this, like, expensive product as expendable, where she basically just buys a couple, buys several every month and just loses them maybe intentionally because that's how it was framed where she's just like, yeah, if I, if they wanted me to keep track of them, they should have put a cord on them. And it's like, Hey, your mother's a dumb bitch. And two, fuck you for like flaunting this. It's like, Oh, uh, you know, occasionally my mother just buys iPads and eats them. It's a nice little snack for her. My mother, my mother's name Lizzo. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh fuck. I have something else, but, um, after this, but like, um, yeah, fuck, fuck Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Yeah, they're fucking pedophiles. Yeah, they're on the fucking Epstein shit. Like, fuck them. Um, but so you mentioned Lizzo. Um, so there was like this like dumbass Twitter thread that I um, screenshot. I meant to send it to you guys where uh, like some interview Warren did. Frankie Muniz. Have you seen the Frankie Muniz shit with Lizzo? Where he's like, like, once he's the, like yeah. once a fucker or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie Muniz, the only thing I know of him on Twitter is that he wants to fuck Lizzo and he's like was he was like buddies with Joe Arpaio, that like racist ass <laughs> sheriff in Arizona. Do you like, remember that movie? Uh, was it um I think it's Agent Cody Banks with Paul Giamatti yeah. where he goes like blue face or whatever because he like he shoots like blue shit in him and he's like all like yeah. completely blue. I'm just like imagining that, but like it's blackface. And he's just like he's just, trying to appeal to Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. Um BBC, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that reminded me like of this like he just loves costumes. Yeah. Um, where Warren did like, an interview and like she was being asked like, okay, blank or blank, like, like pick which one you like. Oh, inward or retard? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you were saying. Actually. <laughs> no, not boop or boop. Like boop um, or beep. But like, so like a couple of the questions <laughs> were like. And it fucking annoyed me because it's another one of those things where it's literally just, oh, we're going to like try to make Warren out to be like this funny, nice lady. And you don't have to worry about her politics because if you elect her, she's a good person. She'll do well. Ignore the fact that she was a Republican for 40 years. Yeah. Where so like one of the questions was the um, baby, right, who's a, a rapper, a modern name, yes. rapper, or Snoop Dogg. And she picked the baby, right? Oh, Which, you know. She's never you fucking know, listened to him. You, I fucking know she's You know never, she picked the baby just because he's relevant. Like. Just because the name is funny. I was just <laughs> so mad when Game of Thrones ended because I've watched all of it, right? And I just wanted Sansa and to be the high queen. To win yes. everything. And also, to, I was really sad when, like, the baby, he wasn't. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just like literally anything popular. Like, she just recognizes She's such yeah. a Gryffindor. She's like Professor McGonagall. She just fucking recognized the name. Hey, oh, well, oh, first of all, her picking, like, not picking Snoop Dogg. Like, Criminal. She should lock her, fucking lock bitch. her up. Lock her. Like you fuck. Like one of the, like your original OGs. You know, Long Beach Crips. You're not gonna so fucking like, kick him. It's like not us. You. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and like that's like, the dividing lines between Warren and the rest yeah. of the people. Of course, you know the person tweeting this was like, "She knows the baby." Omg, and I'm like, she literally just like probably recognized his name. It was probably on a playlist or something. Did she her, recognized did it. The, and she picked it because like, oh yeah. Do you follow the person who tweeted this? I don't. Do I follow her? No. No, but, but the person I did follow someone. Who, does her name begin with an N? Yes, she retweeted it. That's how I found it out. Yeah. Yeah, but like breaking news, Warren says she prefers the baby, right? And then she says she prefers Meg the Stallion over Lizzo, which is like, again, I I, I don't think she knows who any of these people are. I don't know and who I any of these people that, are. I don't, so I like, don't care that she likes one or the other. Like Meg the Stallion is like Bernie a, could listen to Scott. Yeah, I don't really care. She's a rapper that, from Houston. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I know who Lizzo is because she has that song that's like, I'm a fat bitch. Not <laughs> um, I know it's bad bitch. I know, yeah. Um, yeah. Making fun of her weight. Uh, we I'm know that. As, your, as a man, that Huge. is your right. <laughs> that is your right to make fun of women for Listen, being That's fat, why you're running yes. for Bernie, Matt. You ain't got to tell us twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's her weight, and it's also it's... <laughs> but it goes back to that, the Waffle House shit, right? Where uh, Warren is going on about how she loves Waffle House. And I'm like, she does not eat there. I would I would be surprised if she's eaten if she's eaten at one for like her personal like enjoyment, not for like a photo op in no, the last here's like how 40 you tell years. If she's eaten at a Waffle House, you ask her like no, no context whatsoever. You say smothered, covered, <laughs> scattered, and brothered. I don't know whatever it is. And she's like, can you someone remove this retarded boy from my <laughs> just you, this bitch ain't eating a Waffle House. He's just scattering in front Why of me. Why do you have that affectation? This bitch. But eat now, motherfucking waffle. <laughs> just right, you black. <laughs> uh, it's me when I'm walking downtown Atlanta. I just turn into that person. You just, you just take on the affectation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My southern charm starts coming out. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's like, why is this retarded boy asking about Waffle House? Get him out. He's like, hey, Mrs. Warren, <laughs> listen, I really like what you're doing. And she's like, well, thank you. You seem like a very smart person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, my point was just like it goes back. To, Man, goes back to, I ain't even having no Elizabeth Warren up in here. <laughs> Fake relatability. We are so powerless that we we vote for people not based on their policies, but based on the fact that we think they're nice and they like the same music we do. How do you think Joe and, Biden was polling so well for so long? Because <laughs> he seemed nice. He's buddies with Obama. He's best friends with the black guy. That's how we know he's going to be a good president. Yeah. Listen, um, back, back in my day, you know, you couldn't put back the gel in, in your eyebrows. <laughs> you put, you remember, you put the razor blades. I was walking barrels. down the street, and the other day, uh, like the other day when it was like nineteen sixty or something. Yeah. So yeah. like yesterday, I was walking down the street, and I just see like a group of hooded white men beating a black man to death, and like throwing a rope around his neck, and I was like, hey. Listen, buddy, you can't put gel in your hair to swim in these pools. This is, now, this was back in the day when we all had, like, had some, white hoods. There were yeah. some bad, bad guys, real tough ones. You know, they used to wear leather jackets. They had combed the hair all the time. they start singing. Yeah. <laughs> they were called, I think, the Jets. And I thought, uh, th- you know, this is not my West Side story. Um, and that's why I got into politics. Matt, I was going to say, like, that my version of the story would be, I saw these men in white hoods beating this poor black boy. And I said, hey, cut that out right now. And they said, go away or we'll kill you. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I said, fair enough. I, I said, listen. Away. I said, listen. Now, I know that I what I said wasn't right. 
But also, like, you can't be doing that. And they were like, they put up their switchblade, their rusty switchblade that they left out of the rainwater and said, fair enough. Yeah. And continued to beat the black man to death. I said, job well done, Joe. Is it? Let's go to the shop for a malt. That man's name, Emmett Till. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please, no. Um, Is it bad that I, like, have a sudden urge to take all my razor blades and put them in rain barrels outside? Like, just to see what What happens. What does that even do? What does that even do? You just rust the blades until you you get tetanus. Like, you just uh, get people tetanus. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to do in a street fight. You want to, like, hurt someone. It's like, you're like a fucking rogue in World of Warcraft. You're like, oh, I'm just going to poison this guy until he dies later. If he did that in a time where antibiotics weren't available then i could see but i'm pretty sure they were like penicillin was a thing when he was doing this. and what's like what's the uh what's the probability of you getting anything off of that anyway if they cut it like if you get cut right like you automat- bleed or yeah. like you know what like it doesn't, i don't also, know it also doesn't automatically give you tetanus like <laughs> yeah. you could be cut and just be like fine you know um but, you know, back in the day, they did it differently. Right? Listen, they, I, they, they thought ahead, Josh, obviously. I can't wait for the story of Biden to come out. He's, like, speaking in front of a LGBT, like, crowd. And he's like, listen, there was a guy in the 80s. He came up to me, gave me a hug. Later, I found out he had AIDS. Mm. Yeah. Totally fine with it. I was like, listen, I'm not gay, and I don't like it, but I will kind of accept it. Yeah. Listen, I've had a penis found, in my asshole before. Listen, I found a, I found out a guy had AIDS and gave me a hug, and I only showered three times. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, back in the day, you used to like put yourself in a rain barrel after that happened. Yeah. <laughs> remember back in the day when you used to gargle nuts and it wasn't gay? Yeah, yeah we all remember that. And it like like there was there was like two sections. You walked into the we all know this. You walked into the Russian bathhouse, right? And there was two sections: one for coloreds and one for whites. Right, so the coloreds were gargling their nuts in their section, and you could you could mix and match a little bit, but not too much to where they noticed and they'd kick you out. You'd have and to that, like it wasn't gay. We didn't call it the LGBTQ plus I. Listen, it was just fellas and dudes hanging out. <laughs> what's, the, what's the deal with Latinx? Back in my day, it was Latino or Latina. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that with the bathhouse. It's like, you see, you had to let the steam rise. Once it got too foggy, you couldn't tell whose penis you were touching. And it was fine. It's just when it cleared and you realized, oh, I'm in the colored section. Oh, this is going to be a big deal. You best be getting out. Yeah. Um, yeah, men used to kiss each other on the lips. And it, it wasn't gay. You settled your differences. You come over and you're like, hey, it's my territory. And you give them a couple kisses and then you go home. It's Being no big gay deal. wasn't a thing till the 70s. You know who else yeah. fucked little boys? The Greeks. You're going to tell me the Greeks were wrong? Yeah. Alright uh, well um, I think that's just you know, We've probably we've, uh, rambled Long enough yeah. We've definitely Lost all our, our All our fans They're gone Yeah well, yeah, We reached a good, good mission creep here Where we started out With one thing And now we're uh, <laughs> So far out Yeah so I'll Give you guys a little A little sizzle A little tease We might have A friend of the pod Austin James Come on for our next episode If he's so, not Like Working in a sweatshop In yeah. Los Angeles Somewhere yeah. So I have a full Full house uh, yeah, it'll people. be very full. Yeah. Uh, might have to bring in an, another chair. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm sure we'll discuss, you know, Austin's terrible, terrible life and his <laughs> many really miseries. I have some more boomer stories because that was... That was All right, guys. Yeah. See ya. All right, bye. <laughs>